After listening to the previous episode of this podcast, I think it's important that I clarify something that I said, and we're going to do that in the first six minutes of this episode. Plus, a follow-up about TikTok star Whitey18 and the influence on this week's music chart with Mandy from Barry Manilow. Did Mandy see a 491% increase, 296% increase, or 132% increase on the music chart this week? You're going to find out coming up. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. My name's Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. I was thinking the other day because like if I'm on my, okay, this is going to sound morbid, so just everyone prepare themselves. And I know that you all couldn't imagine your lives without me. However, especially you, Cadillac Jack. But if I was on my deathbed, I was thinking about this. Like, you know, the things that you, there's the obvious things you're going to say to like your kids and your spouse, like, you know, I love you so much and, you know, dad's going to take care of you and whatever woman he moves in the house, just, you know. Love her. Just, yeah, pretend like you like her. Anyway, all of that stuff. But I was thinking like, is there one thing that you always have to tell your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your husband or your wife that you're like, this is actually the most important thing that I need to say to you. So here's mine. You ready? Is this... To me personally or in yes. general? Well, and really probably the girls. I'd probably call them over to All the right. bed. Okay, ready? I don't know what it's going to be. What is it going to be? Take down the trash can. Well, that. But I, only, I can only get out so much because I'm so short of breath right now. I'm like about to die. So I'm going to say clean the dryer vent. I do. Oh, my God. Donna, I do three loads of laundry a day. I know. I, I know how it can get get messy and a lot of lint and things. But I've told Olivia, like, you may have to go behind dad because sometimes I like pull and it's like, it's like a fur blanket. And I'm like, the house is going to burn down. And so that's my, that's right. my fear. So from your deathbed, kind of like Jack, what would you like to I, say? I, I don't, I, I haven't prepared for this. Okay, you don't have to prepare. I, Speak I, off the top of your head. Yeah, You're a professional. I, what is the question again? If you were like on your deathbed and you needed, not not to tell me again how much you love me and right, you've right, appreciated right, me right, and you can't right, believe everything that right, I've right, done right, for right, you right, and how, how I've put up with all this and how cute right, I am. She's yeah. cute, yeah. What would you say? What would be like something that I do all the time, like your phone's in the pantry or whatever? Like, what would you say? Uh, something you constantly have to remind me. Can we me. circle back around to this maybe later in the episode? Okay, yeah. Be thinking of something you're always I'll reminding me of. I also want to throw uh, something out there uh, and just get this out of the way because we hadn't discussed this, but I, I did not take down a trash can last night. Did you not know that? It's a constant. It is not, Donna. Thing. This is the first time this has happened in a year. I'm not talking about missing a trash can. It's just again, I have to keep saying, "Do you? Do you?" And what I say in a nice way is, "Do you need help taking the trash can?" And I say, "Hell no, I don't need your help." Okay. I took down the recyclables, and I, I just it, it I meant to get up early this morning, like at seven, and I didn't. Okay. So, what's the big deal? Is anybody going to die? Nope. Clarification. We're just unloading here, aren't we? Some clarification from last uh, episode. It sounded to me when listening back as if I may have seemed a little ungrateful mm. about birthdays. And I want to say I had a fantastic birthday. I did. was able to spend it with, uh, we went to, indeed, went to family tradition. With, and I actually had a good meal. Thank you. Uh, the meat and three that I love, no one else in the family does. Uh, with with Charlotte, who is our youngest, she's fifteen. Olivia is seventeen, and you, 
uh, Will, who turned 22 yesterday, we have the same name and the same birthday, is coming home this weekend, which so we're very excited about. Will hasn't, he lives in Knoxville, has a great job in Knoxville, has lived there since November, hasn't been home because he, he works all the he time. He works hard. Since November. So we're very excited that Willie is, is coming home this weekend. Um, I just want to say this. Thank you for all the wishes on social media and, 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 and gifts and love and hugs and fist bumps and things. The reason that I get a little squirrely around birthdays is, and you're going to laugh out loud when I say this, but I truly mean it and just allow me to explain. I do not like to be the center of attention. Go ahead. I'll let you get it out. All right, we're back. I don't. I truly don't. And some, wow, the look on your face. The, and some examples are like Christmas morning. And you know this about me. When everybody's unwrapping presents, I don't like people to watch me unwrap gifts because to me, it's uncomfortable. I don't know why. I can't explain it. I don't like opening birthday gifts. It makes me, I'm very thankful and grateful and all of that, but it just, it makes me uncomfortable to be the center of attention. I know that you are struggling right now, listening to this episode, trying to process that. No, I to actually totally understand it. And, and it's, a, it's something with a lot of people. I think we've even talked with Carl about it, that Carl has that with gifts. And I know our daughter, Charlotte has that. And I will tell you as a mom, sometimes like, you know, I'll for Christmas or, you know, you, I say you curate things, you go around and you, you know, you get special things for people. And then when they open them and they're less than enthusiastic or in your mind, less than enthusiastic, sometimes it like hurts your feelings, like as a parent or even as a boyfriend or girlfriend or spouse, because you're thinking, I don't think this person like appreciated everything that went into this or whatever. And they do. And Charlotte's had to tell me before she's just not, and she, I think she, you know, she comes by it naturally. Like she's not an, she's told me before, I'm not an exuberant gift opener. I am. But that doesn't mean that we're, you know, we're just totally different. It's like we've talked about before. If you, if someone walked up to you and told you the most horrific story or or the best story, you, I mean, your your reaction is like, wow, you know, like, I mean, you're listening. I'm like, oh my God, then what happened? What did you do? Did you kick him in the nerds? Like what happened? You know what I mean? Like I'm all in your story. Here's your episode title, Carl. But... I mean, like, and I'm the same way if you give me a gift. I'm like, I can't wait. I'm so excited. What's in here? And I shake it and I look at it and I spin it around and it, because that's just how I am. But everybody's wired differently. And so I understand that. Okay. So we appreciate you clearing that It up. doesn't mean. That you're not less thankful or grateful. It doesn't yeah. mean that at all. I just struggle with that. And you know, from Christmas morning, everybody sure. open your gifts, dad, open your gifts. And I'm like, ah, somebody else go, somebody else go. Because I um, like I would rather run into the bathroom and open all my gifts and come out and thank everyone. Open them by myself. I just, I, I don't like to be the center of attention all, all the time. All the time. All right. What do you have about Caddy's cameo? I was told to slate this. I have no idea yeah. what this is about. Okay. So I got you a cameo. Do you cameo. need an audio aux? Not yet. Okay. Um, here's Let's the turn it into a Father's Day present. Exactly. Here's the situation that I didn't really realize with Cameo is I thought you sent the request and the person got it back to you. You know, like, what do these people have to do? Especially these people who I don't really know. But um, anyway, so I, I knew I had a budget, as we talked about before. What, what did you say my budget was? That's roughly. not my department. Budget's your department. Well, no, I, you said like for the cameo that, you know. You well, Maddie and Tay were $30, I think, and that's 15 a piece for, you know, 15 for Maddie and 15 for Tay. 
Yeah, I couldn't really afford them. So who I got, I went down like the country people and I'm like, okay, who could I afford? And I also, and this is kind of strange, but I didn't want it to be somebody who you had done a lot of work with because I didn't want them to be like, what happened to this guy? Like, why am I doing him a cameo? Where is he now? Or whatever. Anyway, and then I didn't want them to think they could push their How record. His star has fallen. Yeah, I didn't want them to think they could push his, your, you know, their record or whatever. He runs a a, a goat Uber. Business. Well, so I am waiting actively. Mm. Should I tell you who I'm waiting on? What do you think, Carl? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Well, it's Phew. a duo because I thought two is better than one, and so it was fifteen dollars and ninety nine cents. And wait, fifteen dollars and ninety nine cents. Uh huh. Yep. And um, it's Smithfield. Do you know them? Uh, I, yeah. Well, they have ten reviews, and they got a five because they do fantastic cameos. And their their names are Jen and Trey. And I don't know if they're married or they just date. All right, so, what's the timeline here? Well, it says they respond in four days. And so right now we are in the waiting period. But you can see all their little cameos that they've done. And they're very cute. And like, so I thought, this is great. So as soon as it comes in, we're going to unveil the cameo. So I thought this could kind of like be a public service announcement to people that you probably need to plan like a couple of days in advance for the cameo. But, I, you know, I just didn't know until we we're talking about it. And then I'm like, yeah. And I was going to get this wrestler. But then it was like, I don't know, like 300 and something dollars and... So, and then I was going to get Dina Carter, but she's actually kind of pricey as we talked about. And I didn't know if I could barter with her because it was you, but then to get on camera with her, it cost extra money. And so I was just like, you know, I'm just going to go with Smithfield. Well, is Smithfield, is that a video or audio? Is they're going to do, they're, they're do a video. For how much? $15.99? $15.99. Okay. Which I thought, like if Cameo takes $3, like do they split it? Do they take turns on who gets the most? A lot of questions. Are you excited? I'm, I cannot wait to get my Cameo from... Smith Farm? Smithfield. Smithfield. Yes. We'll continue to update you about that during the uh, during the podcast. Whitey eighteen. You've you've hit pause on him. Well, here's what happened. When Trudy got back to us, she said, I, you know, she said because I think she heard Trudy is who gave us the short Trudy works for the label, and she gave us the information that we're getting ready to unveil about Barry Manilow. But I had asked in the last podcast. Trudy is also a huge podcast listener and a huge. Bucky's fan but she had said to you know she had said in the last um, I said I wonder if Trudy's watching Whitey and she texted back and said she's not watching him because she thinks he's like it's kind of pervy because he's so young and so then I was like "Mm, maybe she's right I saw that exchange because it was a group text with the three of us and so you immediately went into her lane you know I agree I I thought about it and (laughs) I'm not watching him wink and bite his lower lip and lick his tongue well I did watch him a little bit yesterday just to see see if there's anything new going on (laughs) You know. Anything new. All right. Well, there's a big call for Whitey to show his mother. He's estranged from his mother. Exactly. So that came out. So now I'm kind of like, like I went down this whole psychological rabbit hole. Like is Whitey doing this for us as older women because he really needs a mother figure in his life? Or does he have uh, mama issues? Mom issues. And then I thought, if I have 30 minutes to be psychoanalyzing a 17-year-old He's in Can- a 22-year-old in Canada who's dancing to Jesse's girl, I probably could use that time in a better way. Hmm. All right. So Manny from Barry Manilow is the, the his staple, if you will. Uh, the, he's done more lip-syncing, bad lip-syncing to, to Barry Manilow's Mandy than any other song. So thank you, Trudy, for having the digital 
as if they don't have a lot going on. Seriously, in my records. you've got them on a project. <laughs> Doing a deep dive, but I was very interested. I thought that I, I wanted to know. So was it a 491% increase in downloads for the week, 296% increase, or 132% increase for the week? YD18 popped a 491% increase in downloads for Barry Manilow, who is counting his money right now for the first time in decades. I mean, he needs to take that way out for a stake. Seriously. A 491% increase from the Cougars downloading that song. And we talk about this all the time. I know everybody is like, I know, we've heard you say, but it's so true. This is a perfect example of where a song can go from, I mean, obviously Mandy's been a great song in the past, but nothing, no attention to overnight back on the charts. It's unbelievable. The I was influence. I was looking at um because I was I'm always trying to find new playlists to play um in the store where I work in because I believe it or not, I do play our playlist, but sometimes I'm like, okay, I need something else. And it's interesting to pull up the playlist on Spotify from city to city to city. You would think that, you know, I pulled up Austin, Texas, thinking, oh, there's gonna be some really good, you know, new like alt country or Americana. Texas country. There's not. The charts from Nashville to LA to Atlanta to Austin are almost exactly the same, and they are all TikTok songs, every single one of them. I wondered if Mandy would actually re-enter the pop chart, and it did. The song did populate at number 72 for the week. I sound like Casey Kasem. Uh, Did populate at number 72 on the pop songs chart. And as far as this researcher at EMI Records can tell this is the first time the song has charted in modern tracking. It's unbelievable. At YD18 on TikTok. Promo code is Caddy2021. Caddy, C-A-D-D-Y 2021 at dinneraffair.com. Uh, Chef prepared. All of the kits are prepared by hand using only the most delicious high quality ingredients. Tonight we're doing a, uh, it's a chicken. It's a Hawaiian. It's a chicken pineapple Teriyaki uh, type dish. I don't know that we've ever had this before. 15 new menus, uh, new new dinners on the menu at dinneraffair.com every single month. I also want to talk about a pod peep, Missy Fritchley, who reached out um, through Instagram to me and just needed the code. If for some reason, you know, when you're listening, you're driving or you've got something going on and you don't have time to write down the code, text us, reach out to either one of us and we'll give you the code. And she said, you know, I've been watching this and thinking about it for so long and I'm so excited. I finally did it. And she said, as soon as I put the code in and ordered it, I just felt relief. And you will too. Um, I was having a conversation with another friend of ours who started with dinner fair with us and has now been using it for over a year. And she said, you know, my, um, my sizes of meals have changed because, you know, it's the summer and we grill a lot. And we've heard people say that. But she said, it's so nice on those non-grill days to be able to walk over to the freezer and have something. So that's the great thing about Dinner Affair. It fits into your lifestyle. If you're doing some sort of, we've talked about it before, if you're doing a keto diet, you are welcome to modify these dishes when they come in. And if you are a big griller in the summer, which lots of people are, it's okay. But on those days when you're not grilling, you can do some dinner affair. And I'll also say you have um, grilled us some of the dinner affair things you've grilled before. Right. And they're awesome. You so can make them your own. Absolutely. You can modify them to however you want. Everything so. that you need for each particular meal, each particular dinner comes already pre-chopped, pre-measured in an individual Ziploc bag. So you can leave stuff out. You can add stuff from your pantry if you'd like to. Uh, Pod Peep Jody in North Carolina, they do deliver uh, to your front door in the Atlanta area. More often than not, within 36, 48 hours, when you place your order, you pick your delivery date. But they also ship nationwide. 
Uh, and Jody reached out and, and, and said, listen, we're at home in the month of June, two days. So we're not ordering in June, but we'll be back in July. The flexibility with dinner affair is also something to consider because there is no contract. And it's 100% guaranteed. If you're having a month in the summer where you're going to be gone so much and it just doesn't make sense, there's no problem with that. They, listen, Ken and Stephanie Wright from dinner for, they understand that. They expect that with families because summers are just off. But I think that there also is the opposite of someone like Jody and her family in North Carolina, where um, you're hosting family events or friends are coming over or you're grilling out by the pool or whatever, and you need to not only order, but maybe order a little more. Yeah, or take them to the beach with you. If you are traveling, that's a great thing to do, too. You know how you get to the beach and you're always like, oh, Grocery God. store trip. Now I've just got to cook the same stuff I cooked at my house, but at the beach, take dinner affair, put them in dry ice and take them down with you. Dinneraffair.com, dinner, A-F-A-R-E.com. A big thanks and salute also to Keith Rockdale Bone, who hosts the Redneck Show. He is all about Dinner Affair and is helping us to spread the word. Uh, $30 off that first order, Caddy2021, C-A-D-D-Y. I texted you, TF. When yeah, you, what was that about? Well, I just, I've never heard you. We're going to talk about the Spotify Hypes on Playlist here and, and, and uh, reveal our two selections for this episode of the My Second Act podcast. And I've never heard you say before, what did you say that I've I'm a I've always been a huge fan and I said TF I've never Justin Moore love Justin nice, Moore guy, nice guy and and some some great music but I've never have you ever seen him in concert yeah before? he did a ton of stuff for us with um at, okay. at our parking the parking lot parties okay. up in at right. Carl Black yeah backwoods yeah right. love that song okay. the opener to that there are songs in, in radio you learn the intro to and it, that's eighteen seconds love that. I love a good kickoff. Randy Hauser's got great kickoff yeah. songs. Running too. out of moonlight. Oh my gosh! I mean, honestly, when you just hear it, you're just like, you know, if you're in your car, you crank it up and you hit the gas and you just almost get hit in a roundabout, like we did the other day, because that's what Morgan Wallen did to me. But anyway, this is one of those songs. Love it. Backwoods. He's a little fella, mm -hmm. Justin Moore, little bitty fella, but he's so cute, and um, he's from Louisiana. Got a big Arkansas family. Donna. Well, but his wife is from Louisiana, and he goes to Louisiana a lot. So, and he has a big family. Okay, but That's he's a he's a, he's a he's a he's a Razorback. Fan. Yeah, yeah, Razorback fan. Okay, what about you? From 1990, mm -hmm. jump in the wayback machine, hit the dance floor to Tony. Tony. Tony feels good. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, I love it. That one came up uh, in the past couple of days for me, just on a random. Something I was on. I'm not on Spotify. Carl and Donna won't share their premium passwords with me. Untrue. So when I listen to when I when I open the Spotify app, I have to listen to like four tequila ads. I think what's funny about you and your playlist. What's like, that? Here we go. When you get your when you're wearing your Jeep and your aux cord, you would think it's going to be like a lot of country. It's like Madonna, Tony, 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 <laughs> um, Ja Rule. It's like you've walked into like in the middle of the day, like some underground underground a lot of church rave club. Yeah, a lot I love of it. church. Okay. I'm traveling to Gainesville after we get done here today. Not like I'm excited. I can't. Well, I'm going to take the top off the Jeep. Take Cruise the cross top Lake off. Lanier. CJ seven. Yes. What was it? I want to talk about this real quick. Old Dominion. Huge fan of Old Dominion. Their second album was called Happy Endings. I was listening to them do an interview the other day, and Matthew's the lead singer. It was just him. I've always wondered about the title of that album. Come on, little yeah. little uh, some double little entendre. Edgy. Little edgy. I love it. Don't get me wrong. Um, and and he was talking about how that title came about because there is no song on that album called happy endings say you what's the song on there gosh again. say you do say okay, you say, which is a great song um i just so great i don't know the title um they were listening having a listening party in key west and the album had not been titled yet 
but they were listening to tracks and that trick came up and the discussion was, does this song have a happy ending or not? Mm. And someone said, happy endings, ha 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 ha, happy ending. And they were like, bingo, there you go. Yeah, that's our title. I like them. There you go. Old Dominion. All right, so we'll add Tony, 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 It Feels Good and Backwoods from Justin Moore. Again, two songs that could not be any further apart on the music spectrum, but that's okay. And that's what makes the Donna and Caddy Spotify Hypes on Playlist unique and diverse. The flogging and shaming of Morgan Wallen. Yeah, I think like there's billboards that are back up. You know, there's a group of people that have been putting billboards up. And I think what awards are coming up soon? CMTs, CMTs, yeah, and that's what. But that's what the awards were. I mean, that's what the billboard was up for. Enough already, enough already. And um, I think it's interesting that in the beginning, when all this happened, and obviously in this conversation, I understand why. But corporate radio could not have distanced themselves more from Morgan Wallen, and and could not have done it quicker. Could Could not have done it quicker. Quicker than I've hours. more than like quicker than they did with the Dixie Chicks. Right. Because Fair. in this situation, most programming is done from a corporate office. So they mm-hmm. just had to push one button with the Dixie Chicks. Back in those days, there was actually program directors and music directors who had to go into the control room and remove <laughs> physical compact yes, discs. Exactly. CDs. So this was just like a button and like the lights went out for Morgan Wallen. My issue with it is that there were so many people and I know one locally, I'm not going to mention names, but that was just so almost over the top about how bad he is and how bad this was and they can't believe this happened and they'll never listen to their music and, you know, and and basically was supporting being the company man and supporting the company in their decision to remove the records. That's fine because what we need now are people with opinions. You don't have, we don't have to share the same opinion. So I, great, you have an opinion. That's wonderful. The problem is this particular company re-added the records, re-added Morgan Wallen's music. And recently within the past couple of days. And so on this particular person who will go unnamed, social media, one of the listeners wrote in, I'm so glad you guys added Morgan Wallen back in. I love listening to his music. It didn't seem right to be listening to a country station without not listening to him. And this person went on and on about how great Morgan Wallen is and um, that, you know, there was just, this was just unnecessary. And my issue with it is that, you know, it's like Rush Limbaugh or Howard Stern. Whether you agreed with them or agreed with Rush when he was on the air or agree with Howard, and I even think Howard's toned it down some in his old age. But you you have to have an opinion. And it's so hard to do that in mainstream media. And we're specifically talking about radio because both of our careers were in radio, terrestrial radio. And we say terrestrial, it means what you Definitely. hear for free. Yeah. And it's just like it's almost impossible to have an opinion. And I know what people on the air would say, well, I don't want my program director to run down and, you know, get on me because then the label gets on them. But at some point, you have to have a spot. You have to have a lane and you have to stay in it. Yeah. And here's the thing. I also don't like people who just gratuitously pick a side because that's the side everybody's on. It's not, you know, it's important to say what you feel. You know, on this podcast, we both say what we feel. A lot of times we don't agree. We just don't. Um, but I do think that it's lost, that that is getting lost in radio, that 
everything's great. Everything's wonderful. Isn't this, you know, there's no way you and I could sit and have some of the conversations that we have on here about yesterday, about Maren Morris, about the fact that I'm not the hugest Carrie Underwood fan. Again, Care Bears, I love her. I think, you know, I, I think she's a great singer, but it's just she's not my favorite person. I could, we could never say that on the radio. But the reality is we're real people and we have opinions. And whether you agree with us or not, I just think it's important nowadays to at least have an opinion, you know? And I think in news, there's too many opinions, you know, on regular mainstream TV. But radio, in a format you work in, you should be able to say what you feel about artists. And there's been so many examples over time. And you're going to tell one in a minute about Darius Rucker. But I even think about the whole Jason Aldean story, which nobody talks about anymore. And it's not a big deal because they're married. What, because Brittany? Yeah, but, you know, him and Jessica were married. And they were, he was caught out in L.A. with his now wife, Brittany. At Hooters, right? No, it was some club yeah. in like L.A. But I mean, they, they were Travis in a very Trip. bad, they were in an uncompromising situation because he was still married. And he was scheduled to do GMA. The next day, and that's the reason he was in L.A., there was something going on, but it had nothing to do with him being caught there. But, of course, they asked the question, and but it was so uncomfortable, and he, you know, didn't want to talk about it. Of course he did, but you can't fault GMA for asking the question, right? No, and, and, and you used to say that so well that the same artist that you – would then have on. If you had Jason Aldean on the next week, there's no way. Oh my you gosh, could go you would there. have to sign a form saying that you agree that to have six and a half minutes with Jason Aldean, you will not ask the following questions. And you would have to sign it. Yeah, and it wasn't to, you know, you love your format. You loved country, you still love country music. It was never to gotcha somebody. Absolutely not. It was to give them the opportunity to explain, to tell their story to their most ardent listeners. But yet they would always, they would never do that on country radio. They would do it to People Magazine or they would do it on Good Morning America. Another example was Garth Brooks. The, the, the show at Mercedes-Benz was a disaster unless you were part of the privilege that sat in the first four rows. And there were people that were, that are the hugest Garth Brooks fans that saved up their money because he hadn't been on the road in a while to go see him at Mercedes-Benz. It was one of, it was the first concert. The, first one, yeah. the sound was horrible. Downtown Atlanta, if you're not familiar with Mercedes-Benz Stadium, where the yes. Falcons play songs, Julio Jones now. But. The sound was horrible. And you had the nerve to Same ask him about it. Yeah, I did. Well, because you have to ask that question, and you don't do it in Oprah or Diane Sawyer or. And it was all over the news. It was in the it was in the AJC. It was all over the news. But you have to ask, and if you decide, if you choose to sidestep the question, then you can do that. But I have to ask the question, and it didn't go well. There, there was an example. You may have been at this concert. Speaking of Jason Aldean, it was Jason Aldean, and it was um, Hootie and the Blowfish. It wasn't a Darius show. It was a Hootie show. And it, this was at uh, the former SunTrust Park, which is now Truist Park, where the Braves play. And Luke Combs was there. I don't even remember that. I remember that. You do, but <laughs> yes. he wasn't. But he wasn't near. No. Career-wise, where he is now. No. Like, I think he opened for Lauren Elena, who opened for Hootie. You know, I mean. Yeah, and it wasn't Darius. It was Hootie, and that was a big deal because they were coming right. back together. Remember, had the big Waffle House backdrop. Yes. This was also the concert they had the severe weather delay. There wasn't a drop oh, of rain, Lord, yes. but there was like for an hour, people were huddled in the, uh, in the. Yeah places around the baseball stadium where you huddle yeah anyway darius rucker and hootie and the blowfish chose to perform a song called f the police which is a song that was from a rap group nwa this is again this is hang on because i want to be clear about this july 2018 this is well before blm 
And uh, I had a problem with that. I've always been a supporter of law enforcement. I have a, a podcast that, that is pro-law enforcement with, with Richie and, and K-9 Raider. Caddy Wagon is the name of it. Check it out. Season two is coming. I, um, I had a problem with Darius performing F the police. And while we can curse and say whatever we want on podcasts, and I'm not afraid to drop a couple of words, you'll never, ever hear me say the F word on this podcast. So, But you put it together, you get it. Maybe you're familiar with the song. It's basically a song that is it's a protest song. About, well, it's kind of a call to action, too. Uh, more, more that than anything. And that's what disturbed me, because this is a sold-out crowd. Who had had, like you said, there had been two rain delays, and it was a very intoxicated crowd. It was a, it was a half-day show. Yes. Like Lauren Elena went on at 315 or something. And they had been drinking and drinking and drinking. So I went to Twitter and put my opinion out there. I don't remember the tweet for for absolute full transparency. In the days following, there were conversations with Darius Rucker who said, you know what? Maybe not the best idea in hindsight. This was a hootie show. In other words, Darius was touring as a solo artist at the time as well in different Venues and with different artists. This was a one-off. That's what it's called in the concert business. It's a one-off, meaning this is not a regular tour. Jason Aldean asked Darius to reunite and get everybody together back in Hootie for this one night only. All right, one night, one off. So they didn't really have a set list. They didn't really, um, you know, everything, the, the lights and the pyro, and I don't know that he had any of that, but it's not like everything's pre-programmed to the music when you're going to be out doing the same set list for six months on a tour across the United States. This was, I don't want to say loosey goosey, but it wasn't that at all, Uh, but there just wasn't, they hadn't performed together. Well, and they did a couple of cover songs, but also if you're a fan of Hootie music, it's jingly, jangly, happy beach, college frat music. All I want to be with you. Yeah. Crack rear view. Remember? Come on. Yeah. And then, so for him to sag from, from, from only want to be with you to F the police by NWA, I just thought that it was, um, I didn't think that it was appropriate. And I do not recall the tweet. It was deleted for full disclosure after some conversations with Darius. Uh, he asked that, that I remove it, and I was happy to do that. After there was some closure to to what happened, I was never allowed to have the conversation on the air or even even discuss it. Um, and, and I think that that's one thing that I love where I am right now in the podcasting world uh, and the support of people like you listening. I've had people say to me, I've learned more about you in one year listening to your podcast than I did listening to you on the radio for 20 years. And the reason why is for, for 20 years, 26 years, actually, um, you there, there's a list of topics that yeah. you, you can't touch on. Don't talk about your, no one wants to hear your opinion. Nobody cares what you think. No one cares about your kids. No one cares about your family. No one, you can't talk about religion. You can't talk about NASCAR. You can't talk about politics. Um, you can't ever say anything negative about, about any an country, artist an at artist, all. Anything. You can never, and and not again. Not that it would be gotcha or, um, well, their struggles or things that they're going through right. that again could potentially be something useful for a listener. But you your know? personal opinion about an artist or a song, if we're gonna we're gonna have the world premiere, the brand new, uh, uh, who's hot, uh, Luke Combs song coming up at eight o'clock this morning. You're going to love it. Man, I've heard it. Here's a clip. Here's 10 seconds of it. I want, I, I'm so excited about this song. I, I, you've got to hear 10 seconds of it right now. Okay. And then go into work, clock in, run to the bathroom at 810 because that's when I'm going to play. You know what? You ought to do it at 805 because we may be a little early. These are all ratings tricks, by the way, from back in, in, in the radio days. But um, get the person there. And so 
as you come out, if you back sell the Luke Combs world premiere song, you can't say, ah, listen, <laughs> listen, a it's good not song, my favorite. good song, but it's but not my favorite. man, that was a banger that he had, you know, I mean, he came out with hurricane. If you remember, yeah. that's no hurricane. Good song. Luke. You, you, you had to sell it. You had to sell it with every ounce of, of, of energy that you had on the radio. So there's a, there's a little peek behind the kimono. Yeah. I mean, I think that, and that's what people, you know, only want to be with you. Oh, the police. <laughs> you know, it's like, what? Wait a minute. Where are we? Well, but radio more than any other medium, I think the, the people, and especially country radio, the people really are engaged because of the people behind the mic, because they know they're real people and they have struggles and they have families and they have, you know, so that's what people appreciate. And I think that if you're, you know, if you're a program director and a lot of that, a lot of it, you really can't blame as much on the on-air personalities. Cause I understand if you have a job, you have a job, but a lot of the program directors, if they would just have the trust to let the people who are on the air, you know, do their jobs and, and engage with their listeners, I guarantee you there wouldn't be so much as they like to say compression or, and what compression is, is, oh, there's only so much of an audience for country radio, you know, in Atlanta, Georgia, in Dallas, Texas, where you are, in Tampa, anywhere, Nashville. No, there, there is, there's a bigger audience, but they're tired of just, you know, you can hear Kenny Chesney on six different stations, but you can't hear people's personalities and their opinions on six different stations. And so that's what happens, you know, totally behind the scenes in radio is that the program directors think they know more sometimes than the listeners, you know, and it's, you've got three men, middle-aged men in glass offices somewhere deciding what everyone wants. The taste. Yeah. And what's important and what people want to hear. And what people want to hear is what they're going through in life. You know, the same thing. Good and bad. Good and bad, yeah. yeah. Because that's what, life, life's messy. Absolutely. And on this podcast, we're not afraid to talk about the messiness. And we have uh, revealed things that, that, that in the in the past. And we'll continue to do that just because we're in here and it's a safe zone and we're able to do and say what we please. And, and that's not a, I don't want that to sound. Come off as cocky. That's like not yes. it at all, please. I almost want to take that back. It's not that at all. But we now have, or I have after 26 years in radio, a lane a, 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 where, where I can reveal opinions and things like that all right so let's wrap that up okay huh all right well all right i'm getting vaccinated oh this is great news um i'm going to travel 429 miles round trip okay had decided i'm going to drive it's a 39 hour drive one way okay well you're not going to drive or i'm going to fly from Hartsfield to SeaTac, which is Seattle Tacoma International Airport, because if you are an adult, an adult, and you decide to get vaccinated in the state of Washington, you now get a free marijuana cigarette. Okay. Is that that important to go to Seattle for? You always need one in your back pocket just in case. A okay. spare. All right. I think it's a fantastic idea. It's called Joints for Jabs. So as soon as you get jabbed, do they like step over there, sir? Wait your fifteen grab minutes your joint. and grab I guess, your joint. Do you get to pick your strain? Are they like pre-rolled? Uh, yeah, sure, yeah, they're pre-rolled. There's some elderly person over there that's yeah. just working, has a, helping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think it's fantastic. I think it's a beautiful idea. Joints for jabs. Um, sales of plexiglass in 2020 tripled to 750 million dollars in the United States of America. 
after the pandemic hit offices and restaurants and schools and retail stores, everybody was buying plexiglass grocery stores, nail salons. Remember the first, remember the first time you, you saw, you walked in somewhere or gym. Yes. Um, and you saw plexiglass everywhere and you're like, damn, this is what this has become. Well, and I'm fascinated by it because even like at hair salons where I get my hair colored, they have these long, like they're these long plexiglass things and they hang from these like chains Mm -hmm. through the styrofoam tiles. And I was just like one day when she was coloring my hair because it takes like, you know, forever and a day. I'm like, who thought of this? Like seriously, who, when the, when the pandemic broke out, who measured this and said, okay, we need this kind of chain, but you know, it kind of needs to individual store. It's insane. Or, or, or chain. You know, depending on the, but even with a nationwide chain, specs are different in every store. It's crazy. Somebody had to do it though. Yeah. Here is the hitch though. There's not a single study that has shown that the clear plastic barriers actually stop the spread of coronavirus. Well, that's a problem. But those people made their money. Plastic shielding has created a false sense of security. There was an April study published by the journal Science that even suggested that desk shields might even slightly raise the risk of COVID-like symptoms. Why do you suspect that'd be the uh, case? Because now? the germs sit on them. Have you ever been to a salad bar and you look under the sneeze guard, you look at the sneeze guard and you're like, I don't want to eat in here anymore. Such studies raise the ironic possibility that when venues install too much plastic and thus impede ventilation, they could be raising the very risk they're trying to reduce. Dun, dun, dun. I see it. And I, 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 anytime I've seen plexiglass, and damn, haven't we all seen a lot of it in the past year and a half? It's like, but wait a minute. Does what? Does your saliva or your breath or whatever, does it know not to turn that corner on the far left where the plexiglass ends to get to the clerk behind the plexiglass running, running the till? It's all optics. You know? We've talked about this. What, what keeps the, the virus from... Not going over top in your hair salon, Donna. Not not traveling over between the, the the hole between the top of the plexiglass and then the chain and then the ceiling. You know what keeps coronavirus from not going over there in the chain area? It's crazy because there's no plexiglass there. It's just optics. Here's my my COVID question of the day. You know, allergies are really bad right now, and I've been struggling for the past week, so I'm sneezing a lot. At what point are we going to get to where you can free sneeze again? I. That, where you don't for have me, to like, a long time ago. but like where you don't have to say as soon as you sneeze, I don't have COVID. I, I'm vaccinated. Yeah, I'm double vaccinated. Yeah. I, Everything's I, I, all fine. All that's done. Allergies. All of that's done. Dust. I thought of something the other day, Donna, and it was when um, I do have audio for this episode too, Carl. I'm sorry, oh, Squirrel. Okay. Sorry. Um, in segment three, remember when um, I just lost my train. Oh my god, yeah. Squirrel got me off. Something about sneezing, allergies. Oh, do you remember when around the episode of Death Starts at 269, which was early March of 2020, before yes. the, the world shut down? Yes. And you were like, you know, I think we're spending too much on the too much time on the coronavirus. Let's drop all the content from this episode about COVID-19. It's not going to, you know, I mean, it's going to go away. Remember? Yeah. And there was like two episodes where there was no mention of COVID-19 or the pandemic whatsoever in, in, in March or something. Well, we just thought it was getting so dark. And it did. All right, we have decided, Carl, 
that we're going to record a bonus podcast episode. I, sh- I meant to have this conversation with you before. Poor Carl. I mean, this I is an episode of just surprises. I apologize. I apologize. Surprises. I'm, I did mean to have this conversation with you before we started recording. Um, when we go to Gallery Furniture for the All-American Red, White, and Blue parking lot celebration. Minus Lee sale, Bryce. Minus Lee Bryce. And we have to say that because of uh, We've uh, gotten a some CD. ceases and distances. Yes. Lee Bryce is not part of the parking lot party at Gallery Furniture on Saturday, June 26th from 11 to 4. But I would, maybe I'd do it this way. I would like to suggest or pitch executive producer Carl Appen that while they're on location, we record a bonus episode, which we can throw out with a letter, you know, one Saturday or something here pretty recently or pretty soon. Just, just to, I, I, I want to have a conversation with you, Donna, and ask for Donna for several reasons. Number one, you guys grew up together and you graduated high school together. Dated the same boys and, 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 and went to the skating rink and drank vodka and, and okay, teenagers. Okay, that, that got dark quick. Yeah. Made out in the back of Ford Mustangs and things. Okay, not together, not with each no. other. No, okay, no, with the same boys. Oh boy. Um, but and and then just the history of gallery furniture and 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 the Wolfman who who passed seventeen years ago. But come on, are you from Atlanta? If you don't know Wolfman and Donna, you're not. I'm no, sorry, not officially. You're not. So again, thirty minutes max. But just to talk with Donna and get the story about how it all came about and her dad's legacy and how it continues today and how they are so involved. And I, I'm going to have to pull Donna's teeth to get her to talk about this because she doesn't she doesn't like to talk about the stuff that they do for the community that you never hear about. They just do it. Her daddy raised her right. And Donna still gives back to the community and doesn't want credit, doesn't want her picture in the paper, doesn't want any of that. She does it because it's the right thing to do. That is so true. She does do all of that. And and she's not a big one to, she doesn't do it because she wants Gallery's logo everywhere. They don't have a logo. They, you know, she'll tell you. I, I, I'll just. They've been around 33 years. I don't have a logo. Yeah. Tell I'm me. Like, Donna, can I get you a logo? Yeah. Tell me what your charity needs and I'll help you out. But I don't, I don't need the recognition. And you know what? Those are great people to do business with because she treats every customer the same. If you've ever walked into certain um, furniture stores, maybe you just want to look around. Sometimes you get hit with some like people that seem sort of snobby and like, you know, this furniture is expensive or, you know, you, do you really need to be in here? Donna treats every single person equally and she's going to take her time and the people that work with her are going to take their time to talk to you and find out, you know, how much can you spend? And not, not, hey, how much can you spend so we can finance you? It's let, let us help you. Let us help you with the budget that you're working with. I've been up there and I'm going up to see him after we finish recording this episode uh, to, to plan the event on June 26th and just to visit and, and take everybody some, some lunch. Um, I have seen people come in before when I've been up there just hanging out on the showroom floor um, that she doesn't even finance. They just come in once a month and cut her a check for what they can. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the way she is. That's the way her daddy, the wolf man, raised her, raised her right. Family owned, small business, 16,000 square foot showroom and warehouse. Uh, so come on up. We're going to record it. Uh, we haven't done, have we done, we've never done this before, an on location bonus podcast. So come and join us for the taping of the My Second Act bonus podcast. Uh, I did get confirmation from Pico's Hot Dogs. They also do tacos, and uh, they're going to do both on the 26th of June. I'm very excited. They're going to do the, the world famous Pico's Hot Dogs and also, uh, Tacos. Tacos. And we're going to have live music and we're moving everything out into the parking lot. So shop now, pay later. You can take it home that day and um, come join us. All oh, right. and Lily is back. We Lily never gave back. an update. Yes, I forgot about that. Lily, the Lily that was stolen from gallery furniture that, that Donna took home 17 years ago after her dad's funeral was stolen. It was a large piece Lily. Yes. Uh, has been returned. Yes. I want to get the story about that today to how that happened. Like, did it, did they come to work one day and it just showed up? 
Yeah, I think so. Was I mean, it, was I, it like in front of the door? I think maybe someone saw it, and again, the person who took it didn't really know they were taking it, and they got it back. So that's all good news. But yes, please come out. We want to meet you. All right, I'm going to bump the audio that I teased a moment ago. And oh. I just want to clarify really quick: Lee Bryce will not be on the bonus episode. No, oh, absolutely no, no, not. No no. no, 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 no. We do not need no, any more ceases or desisters. No, 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 not at all. Sisters or desisters. So we're going to bump the audio to to next episode. So let me plan a tease here real quick. Um, there are some things we have learned from the podcast from, from episode one in January, 2020, that there are th- certain things that have stuck and, and still are part of the fabric of this podcast a year and a half later. And one of those is the story of left on red. You heard last week, a pod Pete reference left on red. Uh, if you want to subscribe to our newsletter, the letter you text left on red, R E D as in the color red, no spaces to the number two, two, eight, two, eight. You hear that exact, language every episode i've had people say to me what i'm just looking at your little birthday shirt so cute go ahead i've had people say to me what what, what's left on red where did that come from so we're going to revisit that and i actually already isolated the audio it's like a one minute clip from it was actually episode number two episode two was titled turning left on red from january 9th 2020 Realizing again from seeing the numbers and there's always an audience coming in. We don't know where you start necessarily. You could start with the most current episode. You could start with episode one. So you may not have a frame of reference for left on red. And I want to give you that frame of reference. We want to give you that frame of reference. We'll do that in the next episode with the actual one minute of meat. It's really explained. It's really a movement. Well, it's a movement. It's a cause. It's a movement. It's called action. All right. So there's that pot peep for this episode is Shelby McBroken.com. M-C-B-R-O-K-E-N.com. This is a website you can go to to find out if the McDonald's ice cream machine is broken near you. I mean, okay, does that not perhaps, do we have, I know somewhere of our Pod Peep listeners, we have a McDonald's franchise owner. I am not coming down on McDonald's, but I just don't understand. Like if if they have had to create an app, there is clearly something going on. Like, well, this is not something that McDonald's created. Well, I know that, but I'm just saying like can McDonald's as a whole not just maybe do they need new machines, new equipment? Is there something about this? I tell you what, I bet if you and I were at that line one day, we would be like, I am never making another McFlurry. We would be coming up with all kinds of excuses for what was going on. I'm going to pull up one location. Um for some reason, this has me in the state of uh, Kansas. So if you are a listener of the podcast in Wichita, maybe you are familiar with the McDonald's at the corner of North Amadon and West 21st. Someone checked 30 minutes ago. How's it going? The machine is working. Oh, my God. Go. At 2261 Go. North Amadon. Go now. Go now. So it's like a, um, it's like Waze, but for McDonald's ice cream machines. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's user populated, generated, whatever you, whatever that word is. So McBroken.com. Thank you, Shelby, for your support of this podcast and, uh, and for your suggestion for everybody to check out McBroken.com. We'll include that link, by the way, in this Saturday's, the letter hit your inbox at nine ten. Uh, all kinds of great stuff. It's a three minute read tops. All right. Left on red. Uh, left on red. Red is the color. R-E-D. I'm sorry. Just, Here's the question. When you, is two, two, eight, two, eight. when you hear that it's broken, are you a challenger or are you just like, okay, that's fine? Or what do you, you challenge them? No, oh, I, I challenge them. What, what are they going to do? Oh, I have before. It's not broken. You tell them. It's not broken. You're lazy. Call them out. Okay. okay. Our thanks to executive producer Carl App and new episodes on Tuesday and Thursday. 
of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. We are proud to be part of the Appen Podcast Network. Woo!